Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome, everyone, to Middays. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, a Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday Eve. Heck yeah. Joining us now, Woody Bailey, the executive director of Cruising the Coast. Good morning, Woody. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, good morning. Thank you all for having me. Uh, We're getting ready for a big event down here on the coast. Uh, Y'all need to come see us. Absolutely. And checking the forecast, the weather looks like it's going to be great for us. We're looking good weather-wise. Mother Nature uh, takes care of us, which we're looking like it's going to happen that way. We should have a record-breaking year this year. So uh, we're very excited about it, our 25th anniversary. So so here we go. We're, We're getting really geared up for this event. 25th anniversary, and I'm looking forward to being down there uh, next Wednesday. Middays we'll be broadcasting at the Biloxi Town Green. Looking, uh, really looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. So, what do you got planned this year? Special 25 years, by the way. First, congratulations. That is a fantastic run, and uh, it's it's just always a great event. What's coming up this year? We ought to be aware of. Well, uh, like I say, hopefully record-breaking numbers. Uh, we pre-registered over 8,000, and uh, our, our record year was 2019 of 8,620. We're expecting to do around 9,000, so uh, wow. uh, that's going to be exciting. 45 states in Canada are represented in those numbers. We have a lot of uh, over 1,200 first-timers that have never been to Mississippi and the Mississippi Gulf Coast uh, that are coming to the event. So that's about 17%. Uh, that's pretty strong for a 25-year-old event. But uh, we have a lot of great things happening uh, this year. We've been working on this event uh, this particular year for a good, a good little while. Uh, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things we're doing is we're giving away a silver. Silver is a color for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a raffle car, it's a 57 Chevy that we give away from Make-A-Wish, and uh, she's a beauty, and uh, uh, you know, take some, get some chances on those, on that car, uh, you know, f- uh, during the event, uh, so that, and we're having a, a big, uh, to the finale, I'll, I'll roll back to the very end on Saturday, October the 9th, we have a big show, The Legends of Motown will be playing at at Hollywood Casino, we're going to have anniversary cake, and we'll have fireworks and <laughs> everything to kind of cap off the whole week. Uh, but uh, things things are looking really good. We've got our apparel vendor has a lot of great uh, anniversary stuff that we're going to be offering uh, to everyone. And uh, we just go, we got some memorabilia. We've got a video showing the last 24 years of cruising the coast. It will be at Centennial Plaza in Gulfport. Uh, to view that. We've got, got some special photo ops uh, there for everyone, and uh, uh, we've just gone all silver uh, throughout to celebrate this 25th anniversary. Yeah. 
why why the coast? How did that how did it all get started, Woody? What uh, what's the connection to the coast for the event? Well, um, a number of us got together, business people. It really wasn't car people, and uh, they got together to try to figure out what we could do to help the economy of the Gulf Coast uh, at a typically slow time of the year after Labor Day. Usually the coast would shut down, and the fall is one of our best times of the year. So we all got together, and we decided we would try this car show, and that was in 1996, and uh, here we are today, and uh, I don't think any of us had any ideas that it would grow as much as it has. We've got 11 cities and three counties involved, and when you drive up and down Highway 90 and uh, and enjoy that view, there's not many places on the country, in the country, that you can, can see the sand, the water, and just the whole expanse of our beach line. So uh, it's a it's a perfect venue for what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when you're showcasing this to folks that come here, m- many of whom for the first time, never been to Mississippi, never been to the coast, what kind of reaction do you get? What do you hear from people when they see it for the first time? Well, one thing is special about Mississippi and the coast as well, uh, the hospitality is, is there. The red carpet is rolled out. Uh, that's that's what we hear from these people. And, yeah. and they tell you that we do advertising and we promote cruising the coast, but these folks come here, we take care of them so well, they go back home and tell their friends, and they bring those friends back the next year. Yeah. And uh, that's that's been a tremendous thing. I mean, if somebody needs to know where a good shrimp po' boy is, we'll tell them. <laughs> if somebody is broken down on the side of the road, you know, the Mississippians, we're going to stop and help them and, and, you know, take care of them. And so they appreciate that and they remember that. Yeah. We won this year the uh, the best car show in the country by USA Today. Wow. And in my opinion, that you know, that's an award for cruising the coast. But that really award is to our, what I call our secret weapons, all the people in Mississippi and the Mississippi Gulf Coast that, you know, are the real secrets to the success of cruising the coast and the way I look at it. And what uh, what do you um, speculate that the economic impact, and maybe it's not speculation, what is the economic impact to the coast as a result of the show? Bringing a lot of folks in there and they spend a lot of money. Yes, when we are doing another study this year, an economic impact study, we do one every five years. Okay. So uh, we'll have some new news to share with y'all. But our the one we did in 2016, uh, when you talk about the three coast counties, it's 26.4 million, and you include the state because we have an impact in the state. I work with C Ray with, with state tourism to to uh, get other areas of the state involved, and these folks that they're all driving in from everywhere all yeah. over the country, and uh, so when you take in the state overall, it's almost 29 million. So wow. that was five years ago. So I can't wait to see these numbers now so that you know we're going to be you know 30 plus million i would think for sure uh as as an impact on the economy of the of the state and also the gulf coast and and uh last year what happened last year with the COVID for the benefit of our audience well yes we had the event our our registration numbers went down a little bit last year we were around the 6800 number last year that's our first dip uh the only two times we've had a dip in registration is after katrina when we didn't hold the event the year after katrina and then last year and then the 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 covid situation and uh the, the threat of sally which didn't hit us it ended up hitting gulf shores and uh 
in Orange Beach, but it, it threatened us and it, it caused a lot of people to, you know, to leave or not show up. So last year was a down year, but boy, are they coming back. And, uh, you know, you look at the SEC uh, stadiums every Saturday, people are ready to get out. And, you know, we've had very few uh, refunds on uh, for COVID issues. Uh, we do, we do are, are taking precautions naturally. Uh, we do have, you know, that that's still going on naturally. And so we'll have social distancing going on. We'll have hand sanitizing. We ordered double the number of hand washing stations at all our venues. So, so we're, we're prepared for it, but I think everybody's ready to get out and have some fun. And that's what this event does. Right. And as far as the coastal counties are concerned, I mean, it's, it's pretty much totally open for business, right? There's, there's no uh, major restrictions in place. No, none at all. Uh, everything is, is, is open. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to wear a mask, that's, that's fine. It's not a problem. But uh, even Dr. Dobbs was speaking to our Gulf Coast Business Council here about a, about a month ago. And he says, if you're in an outdoor event, and he said, even, I didn't even, I hadn't ever met Dr. Dobbs, but I was sitting there and he said, if you're in an outdoor event, say if you're out looking at cars, say if you're at cruising the coast, you should be fine. Because, you know, all of our events are outdoors other than we have a swap meet and an auction at the Coliseum. And uh, so, you know, that's the only thing we got inside. And uh, so everybody ought to have a great, safe time. And, you know, we brought back uh, some events we didn't do last year, our big flamethrowing event we do on Tuesday night. That's a real crowd pleaser. And then on uh, Thursday night, we have a, uh, a burnout competition. And that's, a, that's another uh, big, uh, cool event to see and, and, yeah. and enjoy. So. Uh, we got a lot of great things in store for everybody. And, you know, you don't have to have a car. Just come to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's a perfect time of the year. Like we are talking about early on, the weather looks great. And uh, yep. what a good time to come visit the coast. Yeah, and uh, the local governments, they're totally on board with this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like I said, we got 11 cities. When I go into City Hall of uh, those 11 cities, they know what I'm there for. And uh, they're they're very willing to to work with me because they know what cruising the coast brings to the table. So uh, we uh, you know we have everybody working together, and that's one of the neat things about it is having that cooperation and everybody focusing on let's do a good job for cruising the coast and and having all the municipalities, the police departments, fire, public works, the whole shooting match you know is involved in making this event a success. It's going to be a great event. I'm looking so forward to being down there with you guys uh, next week. And once again, go down to the coast. Or if you're on the coast, be sure to participate. It's going to be fantastic weather. See some great cars and have a bunch of fun doing a lot of other things. The coast is wide open for business. It's going to be fun, Woody. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Hey, we'll see you on Wednesday. And I hope all your audience will, uh, will seriously consider coming to see us. It'll be a perfect time to be on the Gulf Coast. You've got it, absolutely. We'll come right back with more here on Middays. we got Ken Newberger, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, joining us at 11.05. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 70% chance of rain today, partly sunny, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 68. Your finally Friday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 88. And for your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 87. 
This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. On Super Talk Mississippi. Space Ghost. It still comes on Cartoon Network some. I watch it. That and Johnny Quest. Sim Sim Salabim. <laughs> so whoever that guy is with the space, his voice is used throughout a lot of those cartoon things. Oh, yeah. And it's same guy. 
Very talented. And of course, the the sound of the gun. <laughs> it's always. <laughs> oh, gosh. We are in the studio here. I've been watching the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States, Nancy Pelosi. She just basically said, uh, we're going to try to get some money to keep the government rolling. Looks like they actually did that yesterday. Stopgap spending measure. But trying to push through this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, the bipartisan bill, which passed the Senate a few weeks ago, I can't really tell. I mean, she's not not providing any, what I would say, definitive position there or information that says, yeah, we got the votes, this thing's going to pass. But it seems that it's being reported that she's going to put it on the table uh, today in the House. And, of course, it's already passed the Senate. Now, they could mark it up, which they probably will, and have to go back to the Senate. But the $3.5 trillion, really $7 trillion. Now, some folks, by the way, even the Wall Street Journal said it's only 5 I'm saying it's 7 After... Well, some are saying it's free. Yeah, zero. Zero dollars. <laughs> Where did we get to a point in this country where $3.5 trillion is zero? But that's what she's saying. And, in fact, I guess we've just been doing math all wrong. <laughs> have, have we got some sound there from Nancy? This is what she said about this deal. Not about a dollar amount. The dollar amount, as the president said, is zero. This bill will be paid for. It's not about the dollar amount. Pay no attention. <laughs> you have to laugh once again because of her serious approach to uh, really delivering that message, which is just not true. It's like she walked into the jewelry store with a bag of chocolate gold coins and set them on the counter and is dead serious trying to buy the biggest diamond in the place. It's zero. And pay no attention to the dollar amount. Now, this thing is 2,585 pages, I believe. Do you think they've read it? Have a dead gum clue? Now, that's the $3.5 trillion bill. And that's what she's talking about, by the way. That's uh, so it's it's kind of complicated. But there are two bills. There's a 1.2 trillion dollar more traditional infrastructure bill, which passed the Senate a few weeks ago on a bipartisan basis. And then there's this 3.5 trillion dollar socialism transformation of this com- country, socialist transformation of this country. That is just the Green New Deal and uh, every liberal wish list element you can think of all dumped in this one gigantic bill, this one gigantic measure. So you got that. And then you got the debt ceiling problem. And that essentially really comes to a head on October 18th 
when the federal government can no longer borrow money to meet its past and existing obligations. It has nothing to do with future spending. It's all about the ability to borrow money to cover obligations that have already been made and committed to through legislation. So what they wanted to do was just throw a bill out there that just addressed the debt ceiling, thinking Republicans would get on board, and Mitch McConnell says, no, you're going to have to dump that in the recon bill. And so he smartly essentially didn't want his members, because it required 60 votes, he didn't want his members to get on board with that. As an independent measure, it would require 60 votes, votes, an individual measure. He says, nope, you're going to stick that in the recon bill. We ain't walking the plank for you. And the recon bill could be passed with a simple majority. It's, it's the Byrd rule. goes back to Senator Robert Byrd. I want to say maybe like 1985 or something like that. And so it's, you know, they've got this thing so dang complicated, honestly, that most of us average normal people out here can't figure it out. And it's intentional. feels like it's intentional. Let's make it as complicated, as convoluted as possible. But the Democrat Party is deeply divided right now. And Bird Rule was adopted in 85 and 85. amended in 90. Okay, 85. I'm surprised I could even remember that. But, and that's Senator Robert Byrd from West Virginia. And it basically says that, well, even though 60 votes are required to pass legislation in the Senate, that if it meets certain budget criteria, it can be passed through what's called reconciliation. That only requires 50 votes. There's a whole bunch of rules that... um, Yeah, the Byrd Rule defines a provision to be extraneous. (laughs) <laughs> and therefore ineligible for reconciliation in six cases. One, if it doesn't produce a change in outlays or revenues. Two, if it produces an outlay increase or revenue decrease when the instructed committee is not in compliance with, ins- with its instructions. Three, if it's outside the jurisdiction of the committee that submitted the title or provision for inclusion. Number four, if it produces a change in outlays or revenues, which is merely incidental to the non-budgetary components Five, if it would increase the deficit for a fiscal year beyond those covered by the reconciliation measure. Or six, if it recommends changes in Social Security. Yeah, clear as mud, right? Uh, so so this is why they have to get the parliamentarian. She's like the most popular person on the Hill. Christine Maybe the McDonald. only person that fully understands the language. <laughs> Probably true. You know, there, there are wonky folks out there that, like, this is what they do for a hobby is they study all this stuff, and they get together and discuss all this parliamentarianism or whatever you want to call it. I would it. not want the voice in my head when I'm reading to sound anything like that. <laughs> you know, everybody has that voice when you're, when you're reading something and you're not saying it out loud. You, you still kind of hear it internally. Yeah. I, I don't want it to ever sound like that. <laughs> That's some serious wonkism there, isn't it? So what are the odds that the rank-and-file members of the Congress have a clue what all that stuff means. Even the lawyers. I'm just not sure. Well, so the deal is, one of the big things that they wanted to ram in that bill 
was immigration reform, really amnesty. You know that. So they said, let's give citizenship, did the Democrats, to however many illegals there are that are here under the DACA program. And uh, th that number is not, I, I don't think, is um, totally determined to be accurate. I, there's a lot of discussion. How many? Well, anyhow, they and the parliamentarian said, you can't stick that in there. So, she's pretty popular. <laughs> you think they're sending cards and roses and stuff and dinners? Hey, Miss Parliamentarian. <laughs> well, so McConnell says you're going to stick the debt ceiling in that. We're not going to we're not going to pass the debt ceiling, which essentially gets you off the hook for what is a catastrophic situation. A calamity, as Secretary Janet Yellen says, economic calamity. We're not going to help you out in that. You're going to walk the plank on this. We're not going to participate. And, of course, now the whataboutism crowd goes crazy. What about under Trump? They extended the debt ceiling under Trump. Yeah, it's true, three times. What about, what about, what about, what about? But the difference is the Congress under Trump wasn't trying to transform the nation into a socialist wasteland. In fact, wasn't there a rule that if you wanted to implement something, you had to find two to get rid of? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was that was something I think he instituted early on, right, in his presidency. But nonetheless, man, they're imploding. Joe Manchin says it's fiscal insanity. That was just yesterday. He ain't on board. Cheers, bumping us out of this segment on a TV theme show Thursday. We got a lot more to talk about here. We also got Representative Trent Kelly at 12.05. Stay with us. The doctors at Carter Sledge Family Dentistry are general and cosmetic dentists. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you'll find one of the most state-of-the-art facilities in Mississippi, along with a friendly staff and doctors who are both professional and compassionate. Meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Call 601-607-7876. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Nothing says I love you like diamonds. And after the year we've all had, we're pulling the ones we love even closer, aren't we? Holding them a bit tighter. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. And helping you tell her how amazing she really is, how you couldn't live without her, that's our passion. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer, with 10 times the diamonds you'll see in the average jewelry stores. And the largest inventory of gorgeous diamond jewelry in the state, from engagement rings and wedding bands, to diamond pendants and tennis bracelets, to our legendary diamond stud earrings. We have the perfect anniversary, birthday or graduation gift for her, at the guaranteed best prices in the state. But maybe the best reason of all is just because. Because you get to wake up next to her every day. And that makes you the lucky one. Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. 
This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The mother of two-year-old Nevia Allen of Baton Rouge has been arrested and charged with the little girl's murder. Linnea Caldwell, along with Philip Gardner, are charged with second-degree murder. The child was reported missing last Friday, and her remains were found in Hancock County Saturday. Gardner was already in custody, charged with unlawful disposal of remains and obstruction of justice. A cause of death has not been released. And negotiations continue as Democrats hope to pass both the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package together. Congressman Michael Guest said the results will be devastating. The impact of President Biden's tax and spend plan is it would add trillions of dollars in new spending. It would raise taxes. It would raise inflation and it would detrimentally impact our nation's economy. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is expected to move forward with a vote on the infrastructure bill later today. I'm Andy Davis. America's largest block party, Cruise of the Coast, celebrates its 25th anniversary with nonstop fun and entertainment from October the 3rd through October the 10th on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, from Moss Point to Bay St. Louis. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live on Wednesday, October the 6th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Biloxi Town Green, a week of car cruising, entertainment, food, and fun. This event was recently rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today. For more info, visit cruisingthecoast.com. That's cruisingthecoast.com. It's America's largest block party with you and Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll see you there. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Around, 
Welcome back, everyone. Middays. We are coming at you live from the Super Talk Studios on this Friday Eve. Tomorrow, we're going to be at the uh, Sanderson Farms Championship. That's uh, that's back back in town today. Sports Talk Mississippi will be there, and they, as they were yesterday. It was a good show. And then uh, Paul Gallo and I will be at the Country Club of Jackson tomorrow for the Sanderson Farms Championship. All proceeds from the tournament go to charities across the state, including the Friends of Children Hospital. So, uh, the New York Times... (laughs) Oh, geez. One of their brainiacs says it's time to redesign old glory. The time is here. And published an article entitled Redesigning America's Flag, and actually included six new takes on Old Glory. Why do we need that? We don't. This is crazy. So, they, the Times folks, got together and went and requested some artists and graphic designers to use their artistic and creative talents to design us a new flag. And some of those are what they call functional designs. Others are artistic renderings. Some represent America as it could be. Others, (laughs) how these artists see the country now, today. It's... uh, Unbelievable. One of them is kind of interesting. It's designed by Andrew Quow. And it's four equal rectangles combined into the, the big flag, rectangular flag, the larger flag. And it's designed to capture our past, our future, untapped potential Repairing systemic racism, of course, and taking care of our planet. (laughs) I kid you not. (laughs) I don't even know. So red, there's one of the rectangles is a red and white vertically striped figure. And the red is our past and the white is our future. The blue rectangle... That would be in the left lower quadrant, is untapped potential. The yellow in the top right quadrant, repairing systemic racism. And you already know, of course, green (laughs) is taking care of the planet. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Who comes up with this stuff? It, what problem does this solve? That's, that's the, the, to me, the more important question. What are we solving here? What are we fixing? It's so much time and effort and money is spent in this country chasing problems that I don't think exist. I mean, like, I just don't see that that is a problem. I, I you know... I can understand how folks may find the old flag here in Mississippi 
uh, offensive. But the American flag? That's just because this group, this horde, really just detests this country. The one you were talking about looks like flashcards for an <laughs> elementary school when you're learning colors. <laughs> it kind of does. I, I agree with you. Or a visual aid poster that the, the teacher puts up with the pointer and goes, All right, kids, what color is this one? <laughs> That's true. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, William and Brandon on the ceasefire text line wants to know, Why do we need to spend $30 billion on tree equity and bias training? Will you break down what the hell tree equity is? We we actually touched on this, but this is a very important subject, Rhino. So we it's worth it's worth reviewing. It needs an encore. Well, I mean, it is in the three point five trillion dollar <laughs> bill, so it's got to be important. <laughs> there is a provision that would allocate three billion dollars to the House Agriculture committee, which would then dole it out to states, local or tribal governments for, quote, tree plant, I'm quoting from the bill now, tree planting and related activities to increase community tree canopy and associated societal and climate co-benefits with a priority for projects that increase tree equity. By the way, according to the conservation nonprofit American Forests, tree equity refers to the idea that there should be, quote, enough trees in specific neighborhoods or municipalities for everyone to experience the health, economic, and climate benefits that trees provide. Trees are more than scenery for our cities, American Forests says on its website. They are critical infrastructure that every person in every neighborhood deserves, a basic right that we must secure. <laughs> oh, man. Are they aware that it takes water and sunlight to grow a tree? Negative. And dirt. Oh, and, and the most important thing that you touched on the other day, time. Oh, yeah. It takes time. Because it specifically says that the money is too invested in saplings. Now, how long does it take a sapling to produce a canopy of shade? I mean, I guess it would depend on the type of tree, but you're looking at anywhere from on the extremely low end, 10, 15 years, to uh, anywhere to 80 to 100 years for a good shade tree. <laughs> well, we can't have that, of course. That would be racist. Delayed gratification. Delayed shade. That's racist, right? Obviously. Well, if short names, <laughs> short, easy-to-pronounce names are racist, well, then certainly that's got to be. Celebrating Christmas, of course. Not disrupting a classroom. Turning in your work on time. Adhering to deadlines. All of that is now in our society been deemed Systemic racism. Man, we're so obsessed with this stuff. Just absolutely obsessed with it. And it's one thing that we've got the left-wing loons in government, really in education, higher ed, pushing this narrative. But now that has 
trickled down, shall we say, to the lower levels of education, but it has gained tremendous traction across the private sector landscape. And it's very disturbing. I, I, I get all fired up when I start talking about that subject, so I'm going to try to stay away from it a little bit as much as I can today. Um, this situation with the unvaccinated is reaching a bit of a tipping point. Looks like United Airlines is set to lay off, what, nearly 600 workers as a result of being unvaccinated. They refuse to, be, uh, to, to vaccinate. Now, in fairness, I think United reports that a huge majority of their staff are vaccinated. I think it's close to 90%, if I'm not mistaken. But they're going to let them go. And the thing about, yes, yeah, it says uh, less than 3% of the company's 67,000 employees who sought a religious or medical, sought a religious or medical exemption. Less than 3%. Hmm, it's interesting. But when you're laid off like this, so this is the, the crazy unintended consequences of this, these sorts of mandates. You lose your insurance. You lose your health insurance. So you're unemployed. You need people. You can't operate at full capacity because you don't have enough people. You let them go, and then what happens is they're uninsured. Which just puts more pressure on the overall healthcare system. It's just dumb. But again, I support United's right to implement that. I do not agree with the federal government's implementing a mandate of all companies of more than 100 employees. I think that ought to be determined independently by the company. But again, it's because I think the market will sort it out as it should here. Bewitched, bumping us out of this segment. We got another one in this hour, and then Ken Newberger of Mississippi um, Medical Marijuana Association joins us after the break. Stay with us. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. For the highest quality comprehensive eye care for your entire family, you need to visit Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and Flora. All three locations offer eye health and eye care examinations, as well as treatment for eye disease. And we have a wide array of the latest frames and sunglasses from your favorite designers. Most major insurance accepted. Click to call a clinic near you at optical-2000.com. Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and open Wednesdays in Flora. 
Bellium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pellium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pellium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. December cotton was up 119 to 103.13. March cotton was up 119 to 101.93. At the open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up eight cents to twelve ninety-one and three quarters per bushel. January soybeans were up seven and three quarters, thirteen oh one and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up seven and a half to five forty-six and a half per bushel. March corn was up seven and a quarter to five fifty-four and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was down twenty-five to one twenty-six eighty. February live cattle was down 35 to 131.47. November feeders down 137 to 153.90. January feeders down 102 to 155.55. At this hour, the Dow Jones is down 57 points, 34,333. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Late season weather is no match for preparation and planning. Grow with pride all season long with Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring varieties bred to tolerate high winds and freezing temperatures. Open bowls and pick easily with Harvest Aid products. And defoliate for an earlier harvest with high yield potential. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. didn't that theme song's old enough to vote so I mean we might as well play it <laughs> oh gosh incredible 
Let's see, on the ceasefire text line from the 662, you support them laying 600 employees off, or did I misunderstand you there? I support the right of a private company to engage in at-will employment, meaning the company can hire, terminate, promote, compensate how they see fit, whomever they want, for whatever reason they want. The same I support on the part of the employee, unless they sign a contract. If the, if the parties agree to a contract that stipulates uh, certain terms and conditions, but I support at-will employment. That's how I operated my company. Every employee signed a contract and understood. That essentially means if on any given day and time, we can show up and say, you're gone for no reason. Termination without cause. There's termination with cause. There's termination without cause. I support the same with respect to a company's right to sell and provide their goods and services and set pricing thereof. That's the essence of free markets. I don't support the idea that the government says, no, you got to sell this product to this person, regardless of whether or not it conflicts with some other personal philosophies or beliefs. So it's sincerely my, held personal belief. Yeah, there you go. So the the answer here is I don't I think it's crazy for United to lay these people off. But I support their right to do it. That's the point. There's a distinction and you you've got to discern yeah, you can support their right to make a decision they think is the best for their business, but you can also believe it's bad for business. Right, and I do. And I, and I explain why. You need people united. And, and by the way, I did verify, 99%, they say 99% of their workforce. I found that shocking. 99% of their workforce has provided proof of vaccination. Um, but this very small number that do not want to vaccinate, they're letting go. Now they have, uh, let's see, 67,000 employees. So 600 is, is not a lot. But nonetheless, you need all you get. Every employer does, as we've talked about many, many times. So it is my belief that, well, if it gets to a point where they cannot operate as a going concern because they can't fill their ranks of job needs due to vaccination mandates, well then they'll adjust it or they'll pay a huge price for it. That's what I that, that's the beauty of the market. No government intervention needed or required. And speaking of government intervention on this matter, I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen any traction of lawsuits against government mandates of private sector companies. That was the mandate. That was an executive order issued by the president, what, three, four weeks ago, directed OSHA to promulgate 
policy and regulations, essentially, that requires every employer with more than 100 employees to require their employees to be vaccinated or pay a fine. Now, here's the deal. That fine, as originally uh, envisioned and decreed by the president, $14,000. There is, however, a provision buried in this 2,500-page mega bill there's a provision that takes that deal to a new level. Says that, no, nah, the fines could be as much as $700,000 per incident. If you don't terminate employees that aren't vaccinated, OSHA could come in and levy a fine on you of 700000 bucks. It's page 168 of the 2465-page bill. It's there. I saw it. This is insanity. This is ridiculous, egregious government overreach. We'll take a break. Come right back with Ken Newberger. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Baroni's Tree Pros.com. News. I'm Lillian Wu. A stopgap spending bill on track to pass Congress. This is about paying the bills the way you have to pay your credit card bill. So does America. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi promising the House will pass the bill to keep the government open once the Senate passes it. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer stripped a debt limit suspension from the spending bill, but another major vote is in doubt. A vote on a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, but dozens of progressives are threatening to withhold support without first agreeing on a larger $3.5 trillion measure. Fox's Jared Halpern and a new AP NORC poll finds a deep split over President Biden Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for workers, with Democrats overwhelmingly for it, most Republicans against the plan under which, um, under which most workers either get vaccinated or regularly tested for COVID. America's listening to Fox News. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. When you experience the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's not just a good time, it's a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Mississippi's only children's hospital to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits at Children's of Mississippi each year. Last year, over $1.4 million were raised to go toward the completion of a much-needed children's hospital expansion. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship, September 27th through October 3rd, at the Country Club of Jackson. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi Congressman Michael Gass disagrees with President Biden's claim that his Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. These bills will cost trillions of dollars, and it will add trillions to our national debt. It will increase inflation, and it will impact the pocketbook of every American. A vote in the House on the $3.5 trillion spending bill is expected to take place today. If you receive SNAP benefits, DHS Director Bob Anderson says you're going to get a 21% increase in October. They had not looked at the monthly benefit amount since the program started back in the late 70s, and so they went back and looked at the, I don't know if they indexed it to the consumer price index or what the what they peg it to, but they went back and readjusted the, the rates. That'll work out to about $35 to $40 per month. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. From tablets to drones, even tractors with their own computers. As a farm family of Mississippi, we use the latest technology to get the most out of our land. Growing acres of rice, soybeans, and corn. These digital tools help us map out where to plant and harvest. They manage our farmland from a bird's eye view and even tell us the right amount of water to use. It's a smarter way to farm, providing for our family and yours, the farm families of Mississippi. Monday, authorities were alerted that a student at Perry Central High School may be in possession of a handgun. The school resource deputy and the school administration immediately made contact with the student and brought him out of the building and found the handgun in his book bag. The weapon was properly seized and secured. The Perry County Sheriff's Office says an investigation revealed the student had no ill intentions, but he was formally charged with felony possession of a weapon on school property. 44% of Mississippians are vaccinated, and Dr. Dan Edney with the Coronavirus Task Force says we now lead the nation in the number of African-American vaccinations at 41%. This time last year, African-Americans were taken at the hardest in terms of deaths, Mm -hmm. and now they're well below whites in terms of deaths. Nationwide, 31% of the African-American population is vaccinated. 56% of Americans have received both shots. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Hey, this is Stephen with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi. Do you know how your legislators really voted on the issues that impact you and your family every day? Often, our elected officials campaign on defending your rights and liberties, yet they vote for special interest and irresponsible policies. See how your legislators voted at scorecardms.com to hold them accountable and encourage them to continue advancing the cause of liberty in Mississippi. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. 
to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone uh middays with gerard rhino in the studio on this friday eve and uh joining us now ken newberger he's the executive director of the mississippi medical marijuana association thanks for coming in today ken thanks for so much for having me all right so uh since we last talked had you on the program i guess a lot of uh water has flowed under the bridge as they say <laughs> metaphorically um so you got a bill now, it yeah. looks like, that Senator Kevin Blackwell and Representative Lee Yancey have been working diligently on. They say they've got uh, agreement that they believe would garner the necessary votes to pass in both chambers, and they have, uh, they're the leaders of those chambers, the sec- uh, Speaker of the House and the Lieutenant Governor, have gone forth to the Governor and said, we're, we're ready to get this thing done. The Governor says, sooner rather than later, he expects to call a special session. I don't know if that's code or what what that means. So, that being said, as a background, what are you hearing? What do you think about the bill? Where does your members and your association stand? So, um, starting with the bill and my association and our members, we like it a lot. Um, there are only really two issues that, that we, we see in the bill, and in uh, 140 or so pages that they, they have, uh, if you only have two things that, that kind of jump out, that's a pretty pretty dang good bill in my opinion um i think that the work that representative yancey and, and senator blackwell have done this bill is incredible yeah so you're happy with it Absolutely. your members are happy with it yeah i i mean i think that the uh the way the excise tax is structured is um it's a little high and, and i'm worried that that's going to send people to the black market um uh, n- not the fact that there is an excise tax i think it's just a little high yeah um and then I'm a little worried. I've heard, I think, uh, a couple of people were on here talking about the funding for agencies um, throughout this week. You know, that's a really big thing that Initiative 65 put in place is that there would be funding for the, – the program would pay for itself, and those funds would go immediately to the Department of Health. Making sure that the Department of Health, Agriculture, and um, Revenue have those funds is really, really important. But yeah. other than that, looks bill looks great. Okay. Well, uh, it's interesting to hear that take on it. What, what about um, some of the provisions that I do not believe were in 65, <clears throat> such as that are in this bill, mm-hmm. such as requiring that uh, medical marijuana be grown indoors? Is it a concern? What are you hearing from members? Because I know some of your members yeah. are going to be growers, right? Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of them... Um, I, I don't have any members that had wholly outdoor as, as part of their, their plans. Everybody had some component of indoor. Everyone agrees in the marijuana industry. If you want the most amount of control, and if you are trying to have a very controlled, regulated program like a medical program should be, indoor makes a whole lot of sense. So I haven't heard any pushback from anybody uh, of my members uh, okay. that say that indoor is a problem. Okay. So those who were sort of staged and poised to... Uh, enter the industry or participate in the industry as a grower, 
that that doesn't uh, kind of cannibalize any any of their plans. At this no, point. no, especially when you think about it that that the plans were to be in a very above water, highly regulated industry. Okay, an indoor facility is the best way to accomplish. Okay, that. all right. Well, I just. I don't know why. Maybe it's just a misconception that there there were farmers out there that had lots of uh, land to, to, and and were looking to just grow the crop as traditional agriculture. I think I think that's that's not a misconception. And I think that could have been the case, um, especially when you're talking about extraction. Yeah, um, it's very technical the way that outdoor the uh, the quality and what you get kind of varies. So what you do is you put it through a processor to get the the products for manufactured products, and so it does kind of hamper anybody who would go in that direction, but overall, you're still getting a really quality product. Okay. So you don't see that as a barrier to entry that where the the startup cost, the CapEx, et cetera, might uh, uh, prevent some farmers or some potential growers for participating? Well, it's just an expensive industry to begin with, yeah. uh, especially in a medical program, because you're thinking about how do you get patients the products that they need, they yeah. need to know exactly what's in it and how to consume it. And so, um, when you look at it from that perspective, rather than from the perspective of who can and how often they can grow it, um, it changes the perspective of how you write the bill. Okay. All right. So, what about the provision that would allow a municipality to opt out within sixty days? I believe, right? Of I think is it sixty or I think 90? It's ninety. Okay. I think, I think it right. was sixty, and they extended it to ninety. I think you're right. I think Senator Blackwell corrected us on that earlier this week. So, all right. So, nonetheless, sixty ninety, uh, short period of time after right. enacted a, a municipality. So, assume that would be something um, that would be adopted by those those municipal governments, right? Correct. Yes, and and so the the original bill sixty five did not right. include such an option, right? And and I think that it's it's a fine compromise that this is the way it's been structured, yeah. Um, especially with the referendum process to opt back in, right? Uh, I I think that's I think that's the best way to do it for any any opt in opt out program for any industry in the in the state. Yeah, let just uh, so let the the municipal government. Uh, do what they think represents the views of their their constituents, and if that's inconsistent, the constituents organize. They do a referendum, say no, we think it ought to be this way. Right. Essentially, that's I'm what a big it means. fan of constituents uh, referendums. Okay, so I think that uh, this is a good way. To okay, do it. gotcha. All right, so overall, you, you guys are pleased. Your uh, your organization, your association, is pleased with what we got. What are you hearing, if anything? From uh, the governor's mansion, the Capitol, with respect to getting it done. Well, I, I've talked with a couple people over there. Um, they're they're reviewing what they've been given yeah. um, with, I think, uh, the most recent draft of the bill and the summary that's come out in the past week or so. I think you guys put out the, yeah. the summary. Um, it's a it's a long bill. It's a, a long yeah. list of new regulations, new changes in code. So I, I think. I was happy to hear that the governor said sooner rather than later because I was worried that it might be later rather than sooner. Yeah, he he. I think that's holding true to his word. He said if the votes are there and the uh, the leaders of those chambers can show me where they are and they've done their their diligence in vote counting, yeah, we'll yeah. call a session and get it done. Yeah, I, I was a little worried that he wasn't going to call it at all. And someone asked him, um, you know, when when's kind of the deadline? And and he said, you know, there's no deadline. You know, the people already asked for this, <clears throat> and. 
I think that's just a really great way to look at it. Is there's no deadline to get it right. You you call the special session once everybody's in agreement. Yeah. So I think that's good. Yeah, and I, and I think that makes sense that you certainly don't want to call a special session and then have days of deliberation and markups and then produce nothing, just right. uh, drill a dry hole. We don't right. want that. So I think this this makes a, a lot of sense in that respect. All right. So the administration of the program. Uh, by the various agencies that would be involved in that. Are you pleased with the way that's structured? We don't really have an opinion on that, uh, one way or the other, the way it's structured, just that the funding is there for the appropriate staff to get hired to oversee the program. Um, Like I said, when you first asked how I thought about the bill, that's my only concern right now. Um, I don't really think it it matters who, as long as they have a clear understanding of what they need to do. Okay. I think I've asked you this before, and, and, and you were kind enough to answer it last time you were on the show, but again... Do you have any estimates of the size of, uh, let's just say, the overall economy associated with medical marijuana? What's yeah. the economic impact? So it's it's a little different now that um, there are more specific regulations yeah. on the uh, industry, but I still think we're looking at somewhere around three hundred to three hundred million dollars of of a, an industry here in Mississippi by the end of the fifth year. So it's it's going to be a slow grow, yeah. But um, you know, pun intended. But it yeah. will it will grow to be a, a sizable industry of about 300, 350 million. All right. So just to clarify, that three hundred million is uh, is is the full scope of the vertical integration. We're not just talking about retail sales. Is no, that, that correct? Is, that is just retail sales. Okay, just yes. retail yes. sales. So you're right. not really taking into consideration all the supply chain aspects. Correct. Correct. Okay. So everything about building facilities, everything about you know. Hiring new staff, um, getting people to service those businesses. You know, I mean, they need plumbers, right? I mean, yeah. they they need electricians. They need yeah. all that all that stuff. I'm not taking that into account. This is just a patient goes to a dispensary and buys medical okay. marijuana. Three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting uh, uh, feedback there. I, it, it'd be great. Uh, I don't know if your association has any interest in doing that of, of knowing what the total economic impact. At a minimum, what uh, the the other uh, vendors and the other providers and suppliers as part of the supply chain, what they're producing in terms of gross revenue. Yeah. The, the growers, the processors, the testers, I don't know all of the elements of that, but but uh, I know you do. What kind of revenue they generate internally? You know, that's a very hard thing <clears throat> to think about. You know, it's like um, if a movie gets shot, how much economic business does that create for a town, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I just hard to know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can talk about the the really seed to sale aspect yeah. of it. All. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. If you, yeah. If, if we got that data, yeah. what do I, you have? I I I don't. I just have the gross uh, revenue because that everything, no, I understand. everything compounds on its way out. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. But three three hundred plus million dollars. So, uh, in terms of taxes and fees, uh, you know, the excise tax. I don't know what that amounts to because you'd have to know the quantity, right. the volume. Well, well but, let's say it gets changed to a flat five percent. Yeah. Um, on top of seven percent sales tax, probably about eighty to ninety million dollars for this. I got you. Well, we appreciate you coming in today, Ken. We'll see uh, what happens, and I'm sure we'll be talking some more to you about. Absolutely. It. Yeah. Call me anytime. We got middays coming back. Stay with us.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 70% chance of rain today, partly sunny, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 68. Your finally Friday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 88. And for your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 87. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m., they also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day, and for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Fannin. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. Morgenstown has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell him. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
Optimus Prime. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, middays. I'm sitting here watching Joe Manchin. He has been absolutely inundated with the press. I mean, it's incredible. This guy holds all the cards. And it, it looks like that he's on board with the bipartisan bill and he's willing to work on a $1.5 trillion as opposed to a $3.5 trillion bill. Uh, it's just incredible. Now, what that means to... I don't know how he comes up with that number, first of all, but that's what he's saying. He just heard him uh, during the break. I'm willing to sit down and work on a $1.5 trillion spending bill. That's totally separate than the $1.2 trillion bill that already passed the Senate that is more about traditional infrastructure. You know, whether or not the tree equity provision <laughs> makes it in Manchin's uh, $1.5 trillion bill that he's willing to sign. I, I don't know how he come up with that figure. He says he told the president that. <sighs> how much of the Green New Deal is going to be stuck in that thing? How much of uh, all this other... It's just welfare. It's what it is. Child tax credits and free pre-K and free community college and forgiveness of student debt and uh, expansion of Medicaid and uh, increase in Obamacare subsidies and benefits. Family leave. Family even leave, if you're not even if you're not working right. Uh, I mean, those are those are the key provisions. And then, of course, the largest tax increase in the nation's history. Uh, I don't know, but that's what he's saying, and he's he's still being interviewed. This is I'm watching live right now. He's still being interviewed. We'll see where all that goes. And whether or not he'd sign off on these $700,000 fines for unvaccinated. So Jared on the ceasefire text line says, 99% is not shocking when you're living paycheck to paycheck and your job is threatened. Well, what was shocking to me, Jared, is the fact that United reports that 99% of their workforce is vaccinated. And I say that because that's considerably higher than the nation overall which sits at, what, 60-something percent fully vaccinated? Is it at that high yet? Um, and I want to say maybe 70 percent have received at least some 70 percent. It's a, it's a moving number, obviously, so I may not be current. Rhino's As of four days ago, yeah, 64.5 percent of the U.S. has at least one dose, okay. with 55.5 percent being fully vaccinated. Okay, so I'm off five, six points on, on both accounts. But... That's that's why I said it. It's I'm shocked that you've got this one corporation with sixty-seven thousand employees who reports ninety-nine percent. Which wasn't it? Biden saying we need to get to ninety-eight percent. Yeah, that's that's where I really that really grinds my gears because that's another situation where the goalposts are moving, and that and that has been the way this thing has has been handled by the government. It just seems like from the beginning is uh, everything, the narrative on masks and vaccinations and social distancing and shutting down the economy. It's just a moving target that people are just sick about. And now it's, oh, it was, what, 70 percent? It's pretty much kind of the, was the target to get to, to 
so-called return to normal. And I guess in that uh, in that context, from coming from the White House, that means the CDC changes guidelines, drops perhaps all of the present guidelines, adjusts those to say, no, nope, 70%, we're all good to go, no, no guidelines, no protocols, no measures needed. I assume that's what that means, but I don't know. That's been a source of frustration, certainly for me, for a long time, is, okay, well, what, what is the threshold and what does that mean in, in terms of achieving that threshold? But yeah, he comes out a few days ago and says, 98%, knowing you'll never get there, meaning I'm protecting my desire to exert more control over you. That's the deal. So anyhow, that so I am somewhat shocked that United's got ninety nine percent and there are numerous other reports of organizations letting people go that aren't vaccinated. Uh, again, I, I, I want to clarify, I support their right because I support their right to let anybody go for any reason or no reason. And and really the latter is the more important condition for no reason. If as an employer, if I show up one day and I just decide I don't want you working there anymore and I say you're gone, I support that right, unless we have a contract and I'm breaching the contract. And to clarify, just as I support the right of the employee to show up on any given day and say I'm out of here, unless we have a contract. And to support anything less than that is completely counter to free market capitalism. And think about if you don't support that, well, then that means you support the government interfering. Just as I oppose government mandating a private company vaccinated its employees, I don't support that. I don't support the government coming in and prohibiting mandates by a private employer if they choose to do so. That is just as egregious, in my view, in interfering with the market. The market will sort this stuff out. It always does. It's the only perfect arbiter, not government. That's why we got 10 million jobs available and a bunch of people on the sidelines. It's because the government got involved in it. They interfered. So Amanda from Pride County wants to know, they're dropping the tree bill, so no tree houses for all. <laughs> I, uh, You know, they haven't said. Right now it's in the bill. All I'm saying is that Joe, Mott, Joe, excuse me, Joe Manchin says he wants a $1.5 trillion bill. That's $2 trillion less. Whether or not the $3 billion for tree equity survives and $29 billion for bias training and, what is it, $30 billion for the Climate Corps. I don't know whether or not all that liberal wish list crap survives. You would think... You'd think those would be the first things cut if you're trying to slim it down to just a svelte $1 trillion. I, I dang sure hope so. William in Greenville says that, I guess he's referring to marijuana, it's been a crop in Washington County for years. Law enforcement's looked the other way. It's not just Washington County, by the way. If that were the case, we wouldn't have any. And clearly, it's pretty plentiful. Wonder what big pharma is paying the politicians 
Big Pharma paying the politicians for what? That's not related. Big Pharma's a boogeyman. <clears throat> yeah, they are. And, I, you know, I'm grateful for Big Pharma. Anybody that's ever had medicine, you ought to be grateful. And guess what? Where does the vast majority of medicinal innovation come from? This country. It ain't even close. If we practice the same brand of government interference and socialism, because we can't let those pharmaceutical companies make any money, which is what they do in other countries, we'd all be far less healthy, live shorter lives, and enjoy way less quality of life. I don't have a problem with them making money off of it. Now, by the way, this bill has provisions in it. If you think the Democrats are in bed with Big Pharma, just know that there are provisions in this bill that would absolutely kill the pharmaceutical industry in requiring them to index pricing to Medicare and Medicaid, which covers about 120 million people in this country. Almost half of the people in this country receive their health care coverage through government programs. Almost half. These provisions would require them to index it to some crazy European drug price model. You talk about thwarting innovation, invention, new technology, new drugs, you would just pretty much put the hammer on it right there. The pharmaceutical industry, of course, is lobbying hard, hard against that, but the Democrats are, they are standing pat. They want that. Essentially what they want to do is eliminate profit across all industries. That's what they want. Doogie Hauser. <laughs> we'll come back with more talk. And then don't forget, Representative Trent Kelly joins us. That's uh, after the 12 o'clock break. Stay with us, and we got a giveaway. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. Here's an important message from Clyde DeChamp, EMS Board Representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. Mississippi has a serious paramedic shortage. Are you looking for a career change? Do you want to do something more meaningful? Paramedics literally hold people's lives in their hands on a daily basis. We're not talking about driving fast. We're talking about interpreting EKGs, administering medications that stabilize failing hearts, raise blood pressures, and relieve chest pain. We're talking about performing medical procedures that can literally make a difference between life and death. If you think you might be ready for a career change, it's time to join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi Congressman Michael Gass disagrees with President Biden's claim that his Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. These bills will cost trillions of dollars, and it will add trillions to our national debt. It will increase inflation, and it will impact the pocketbook of every American. A vote in the House on the $3.5 trillion spending bill is expected to take place today. If you receive SNAP benefits, DHS Director Bob Anderson says you're going to get a 21% increase in October. They had not looked at the monthly benefit amount since the program started back in the late 70s. And so they went back and looked at the, I don't know if they index it to the consumer price index or what the what they peg it to, but they went back and readjusted the, the rates. That'll work out to about $35 to $40 per month. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new Plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus checking. It has identity theft protection too. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. When you experience the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's not just a good time, it's a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Mississippi's only children's hospital to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits at Children's of Mississippi each year. Last year, over $1.4 million were raised to go toward the completion of a much-needed children's hospital expansion. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship, September 27th through October 3rd at the Country Club of Jackson. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Supertalk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there. Fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose? To defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. Wow. He never gives up. He'll stay till... G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Ryan Madison writes in on the ceasefire text line. I wanted to get to this. He says, our state legislators allowed to invest in medical marijuana being they are the ones writing and passing the bill law? Should they be allowed to financially benefit? Well, of course, legislators deal with legislation that affects basically every industry. I think it's fair to say. Uh, And, I mean, there's code that in some way, shape, or form has an impact on every industry. So, legislators... They uh, generally have private sector occupations. They would have to quit their jobs and their sources of income if we didn't allow them to be involved in any legislation that might affect the industry in which they are occupied. So, you know, I don't... I don't really have a problem with that. I don't because it's a private company. It could be argued you want your legislators to have private sector businesses and skin in the game simply because they know more about that industry than someone outside the industry would. And they would have the know-how to regulate and legislate it effectively. And in fact, that is typically how committee assignments are made. Folks that that uh, come to the legislature with some uh, experience in particular industries, in subject matter and discipline. That's that's how they're fine. But it, but certainly, as Rhino says, from the from the private sector. So, I mean, think about it this way: If you had a bill come up dealing with farming, would you rather have a legislator writing the bill that's a farmer or a banker? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And and so they bring to bear their their personal experience and exposure in the crafting of such legislation. I, I mean, I guess I don't understand how this is what what the problem is because if a medical marijuana program is passed by the majority of the members of the House and Senate, and members of the House and Senate then go invest in a private with their own money in a private entity involved in the industry, I don't see that as a conflict. I mean, unless they somehow engineered 
provisions of the legislation so that they had some sort of personal decided advantage in the market. You know, if it said, well, you can only grow the plant on land at, uh, at these uh, coordinates, longitude and latitude, the survey, how, however they do that, and that happens to be land owned by a legislator, yeah, that'd be a conflict. But if it's a situation that doesn't give a legislator any sort of advantage, any sort of personal benefit to participate in the industry, I, I don't have a problem with that. And so Brian asking, this is a valid question. Well, then why can't you play the lottery as a member of the board of directors of the lottery? And that's a different scenario, and here's how. The Mississippi Lottery Corporate Corporation is an instrumentality of the state. It is owned by the citizens of the state. It is not a private sector entity owned by private individuals. And so, as a member of the board of directors governing an entity which belongs to the taxpayers, essentially, really it belongs to all citizens, whether they pay taxes or not, it would be considered a conflict in running the company which belongs to the state. If I'm, if I, I don't know, use some sort of internal or any member of the board. By the way, employees can't play either, nor anyone in their household, nor anyone in my household. That's what the law says. I mean, that's technically, common. they could play; they just can't win. That's right. They can't show up, and well, they could make a donation to the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a different scenario. I'm just clarifying. One is, the, is that you're being appointed uh, by the government, by the citizens, essentially, to run a corporation which they own. And so that would be a conflict. Um, and so, yeah, it certainly could be construed as having some sort of advantage. Uh, although, I don't know what in the heck that would be, honestly, being on the board. It's not like we have any knowledge of Oh well, the winning tickets are over in this pack and this store, and I mean it's to it avoid is, the appearance of impropriety. That's exactly right. It's absolutely and e honestly, even if it weren't law, I wouldn't do it for that very reason. And when the governor called and said, "I want you to serve on this board," uh, my stipulation was that it uh, it would not receive any taxpayer funding, which it does not. And number two. As a member of the board, I would not be compensated. I, I did, didn't want that hassle, that trouble, that I don't need the money from that, uh, but I'm happy to serve. So, uh, nonetheless, it, so it's a different scenario. I, I just want to point that out. Uh, but appreciate the question, Ryan. It's a good question. Andy and Jackson says, uh, I'm seeing more and more older, long term employees laid off and those employers hire younger, lower paid employees. Many of these dedicated, intelligent workers can't find jobs. A number of these older workers are having to step up and raise their grandkids. You know, I, I'm just going to say again, uh, he wants to know what my, thought, my thoughts are, that the private sector employer, th this is just me, it's my opinion, has the right to hire and fire whomever they want for whatever reason or no reason whatsoever they want. I to a great extent, that is a bit of a weird because it is. You hear about the the market making adjustments because of the labor shortage. That's a weird adjustment to be making. 
Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't that's, know the that's extent. That's a business that is having other problems behind the scenes. Totally if you're agree. Letting go your senior experienced people. senior yeah. workers yeah. and hiring inexperienced younger workers just to make ends meet. That's uh, it's not really looking good for that business. I t- I totally agree. Now, I, something that's kind of unique about my industry, the IT industry, is it, just just to just to contrast it to others. Customers, and I'm talking about large enterprise customers, that's who we serve. Not talking about consumers, but large enterprise customers. They're more comfortable with a 25-year-old in some roles than they are the 65-year-old. Just There's this sort of natural inclination to connect well, this person is more aware of technology because they're young as opposed to an older person that hasn't kept up and is not as current. Now, that's not always accurate, uh, but that's, the, that's kind of the natural sort of inclination. Whereas, if you think about it, maybe from a medical procedure perspective, you want somebody that just did their first such procedure yesterday? Or do you want somebody that's done it a thousand times and they've got a little salt and pepper on the head? On the head? It, it, it's just a mindset. It's just human nature. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, and or, nor am I suggesting that, that uh, folks with a few more years on them, I'm one of them, you know, aren't every bit as sharp and aren't as current. That's, it, it, I'm just suggesting, I'm just really conveying how the market responds and reacts. And the market responds and reacts to different occupations differently when it comes to the age of the employee. Absolutely. And that's the point I'm making. And so, again, I, I don't want government getting in and saying, like in your case, Andy, in your description, uh, the scenario you described, which is, is good. I don't want the government saying, no, you got to keep that person. You can't have this other person, this younger person, who could produce five times more, if that's the economic situation. But again, if that company is making those decisions and they turn out to be wrong decisions, in which case it hurts them economically, the market will punish them for it. And that's what I'm saying about United. 99%, 99%, 67,000 employees, by the way. So you do the math, 1% not vaccinated, that's 670. That's mind-boggling to me. Is it not surprising to you to learn it's 99%? That's what they're officially reporting. United, corporate, is. So that's 670 uh, out of 67,000 that aren't vaccinated. And they're saying, you folks that aren't, we got to let you go. But think about this, right now, if once this thing is the rules are promulgated, the government comes in and says, "Oh, that's fourteen thousand for every bucks for every one of these not vaccinated." Except this new provision in this bill says it could be seven hundred thousand per individual, which is crazy. We're up against a break right here. We'll take it. We'll come back with more talk, and then Representative Trent Kelly joins us after the noon break.
For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Physical therapy and balance spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. USDA is directing billions of dollars to prevent the spread of African swine fever, bolster disaster programs in response to drought hurting cattle producers and farmers facing market disruptions. The agency announced on Wednesday plans to tap funds from the Commodity Credit Corp as part of what USDA calls a comprehensive investment package. The $3 billion package is aimed at supporting drought resilience and response animal disease prevention, market disruption relief, and purchase of food for school nutrition programs. In addition, the USDA announced the launch of a Climate Smart Partnership initiative to finance what U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack called in a speech on Wednesday the production of climate smart commodities through a series of large-scale pilots and demonstration projects. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. Compromise is nice, if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitec fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitec fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens Till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door She was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more She had style, she had flair, she was there That's how she became the nanny I've forgotten about that one The nanny you know, the Republicans and the Democrats play a little baseball game last night. The Repubs won 13-12. But a rep from Florida, he went yard. He hit a dinger. <laughs> How about that? I forget who it was, but I did see one play where the Republican was rounding third and got thrown out by the center fielder at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But going yard, that's impressive. He doesn't even have to lie about it like Joe did, who said he hit one off the wall. <laughs> hit a double off the wall at 72. No, you didn't. You freaking struck out. Dang liar. <laughs> it's bad. Look, when you stoop to lying about a congressional baseball game and your performance therein, you simply cannot be trusted on anything. That's just lower than low right there. Oh, on the ceasefire text line from our friend Mark Formby, he says, The law says you should recuse yourself from a vote for a bill in which you have a pecuniary interest. Legislators vote to raise their educator spouses' salaries all the time. Very undefined issue. Yeah, it's so subjective. And the thing about it is the use of the word pecuniary uh, pecuniary is just the fact that they use that word says that we want this to be so broad so subjective nobody can figure the hell out what it means right or, or whether or not it meets that standard I should say and it just means if it's related to anything that's monetary that's essentially what the word means Oh, okay, well, what's not related to something? I mean, it's, you could just drag that out and expand that easily. So that's just a joke, Yeah, honestly. it would take something pretty egregious for anybody in the legislature to raise a stink over it. Yeah, and they just won't. I mean, so you think about the number down there that are lawyers, for example. There's stuff that comes up all the time. They practice law. So you could say, well... They're voting on a law that might be something that is dealt with in their practice. Therefore, they have to recuse themselves. It's just, again, I'm not for any lawmaker using their power to make laws that specifically benefit them in, in a way that it gives them an advantage or really gets, again, I mean, just directly related. Like the example I gave a minute ago, if we passed a medical marijuana bill and said you had to grow it, you know, on this particular plot of land, that has to be owned by the person that's 
pushing the bill. That's pretty clear. Yeah, if you sneak in a provision that says, Senator so-and-so will get a nickel for every liquor bottle sold yeah. in the state of Mississippi. Good good one. Then, yeah. Then, yeah, you're, you're going to have somebody raise a stink over Senator so-and-so trying to yeah. weasel in on it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So... Serious question, not being rude, did the citizens appoint you to that position, talking about the lottery? No, they didn't. They voted for the people who did. That's the way our republic form of government works. So, no, it's a fair question. But now, if you said that you wanted, Ryan, if you wanted the people to vote for every single board position in the state, you better hit the hip, man, because it would cost hundreds of millions of dollars just to go to the polls and, and conduct elections. And who the heck... So I'm not getting paid for this. I'm going to go campaign? That's who you don't want. And I can tell you, this is something I'll share, and I don't mind sharing it on the air. When I first talked to the governor about this, when he approached me, he said he eliminated everybody that asked him to be on the board. That's smart man there. Regardless of what you think about Governor Phil Bryant, that was smart. If you asked, hmm, what's going on there? You're not getting paid for this. This is all one way, by the way. It's all work, nothing back. <laughs> That's its true public service. Happy to do it. But that's exactly, I, I kid you not. He said, yeah, folks that called me and wanted to be on it, they were eliminated. So the citizens voted for the people, which, by the way, you have to be approved by the Senate. So this, is, this was uh, an appointment that requires not only uh, that, that the governor appoints, but then the Senate has to approve. I got approved, by the way, 51 to 1. You know who opposed? Senator Hob Bryan. <laughs> he just didn't want a lottery. He did vote for all the other members. He didn't vote for me because I had a fundraiser for Secretary of State Michael Watson the week before, and he just, just bent him out of shape. Gave me a hard time about it. That's fine. He finds odd things to get bent out of shape over. I know. <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to take a break right here. Super Talk News and Fox News. When we return, Congressman Trent Kelly represents the 1st District. He'll join us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Chris Foster. The Senate is expected to pass a short-term spending bill this afternoon to fund the federal government into December and avoid a partial shutdown at midnight. The House is also expected to give bipartisan approval to the spending bill, but another major vote is in doubt. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has set a vote on a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, but dozens of progressives are threatening to withhold support without first agreeing on a larger $3.5 trillion measure. Fox's Jared Halpern, a 96-year-old Nazi suspect is caught after going missing for a few hours in Germany. Hours before Ermgard Fuchner was due to go on trial this morning for working at a Nazi concentration camp in World War II, the court, hearing her case, said she'd gone on the run. Fuchner was captured by police this afternoon. She's accused in connection with more than 11,000 murders through her work as a typist for a Nazi commander. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. 
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies, ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you do. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Damage assessments show Hurricane Ida left $22.5 million worth of damage in her wake in Mississippi alone. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney probably about 68 homes that had major and uh, destroyed, uh, 57 that were major and 11 uh, destroyed. So we're, we're asking for individual assistance for those folks. They're asking for public assistance for 19 counties to help rebuild damaged infrastructure. That would include repairs to Highway 26 in Loosedale, which washed out in Ida's torrential rains and led to three deaths. Democrats are hoping to pass both the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package together. Congressman Michael Guest said the results would be devastating. It would add trillions of dollars in new spending. It would raise taxes. It would raise inflation. And it would detrimentally impact our nation's economy. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. What do members of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation look like? We have members from every corner of Mississippi, from all walks of life. All over the state, we see two types of memberships. Active members of the farming community and associate members who utilize Farm Bureau services like insurance. All memberships support Mississippi agriculture. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Mississippi is reporting two more pediatric deaths due to COVID since the end of last week. Dr. Dan Edney serves on the state's coronavirus task force. We've had healthy children die. We had a healthy infant die uh, this year. But you know, the majority of children do have underlying conditions, but we still need to protect them. They don't need to be dying. Both children were between the ages of 11 and 17, bringing the number of total pediatric deaths to nine. The Department of Health are reporting an additional 1,101 cases of COVID today and 12 deaths. The Renaissance Eurofest Classic European Auto and Motorcycle Show is coming up Saturday at 8 in Ridgeland. Founder Mike Marsh told us what you'll be able to see at the event. Everything from a Yugoslavian Yugo all, all the way to uh, a retired Ferrari race car that raced for five or six years and wow. everything in between. It's free and it'll feature more than 150 entries. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details, and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard. We got Rhino in the studio. Super talk. Joining us now, Representative Trent Kelly. He represents Mississippi's first congressional district. Good afternoon, Congressman. How are you today, sir? Man, I am good. I think the grass is greener and the sky's bluer. The birds are singing. Republicans beat the Democrats in baseball <laughs> last night. That's always a good night. We, we were just talking about that. Now, did did you play or did it, did you attend? I no, I was coaching. Uh, so I coached third okay. base, okay. and uh, so anyway, I was pretty aggressive. I kept sending guys. I got one thrown <laughs> out, but I got six in. So I think it all comes out the wash. All right, so I gotta ask you. There, there are reports this morning that the Boo Birds were out when the president showed up. What's your take on it? Was there a lot of booing, a lot of praising, a combination of the two? What, what was it like? It was a combination. On yeah. one side they were cheering, and on the <laughs> other side they were booing. And uh, you know, thankfully for me, uh, when he went to the Republican side, I was coaching third base, so. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not in the picture, and I sure didn't make any effort to go over there. That's awesome. Well, my understanding is he was he was still he was there mainly to to work the members to get his agenda through here, man. It's just it ain't going very well for him. I call it Hell Week this week. It is not. It was not, and uh, we were glad he showed up. Greg Stubbe went yard on him when he showed that. up. You know, I mean, he must have hit that thing 350 feet. It was 338 to the down the lines, and it wasn't down the line. It That's was awesome. left field, and uh, That's it was awesome. so funny. Uh, so that kind of. He, he motivated us, I guess, to get him out of there more than he motivated them. <laughs> 
Well, I, I've just been watching this morning. We've been reporting on it. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, he's like the most popular guy in town <laughs> right now. Uh, and so he, the speaker comes out this morning first and says, I think we're going to put this $1.2 trillion bill uh, on the floor. She doesn't sound totally convinced. She's even got the votes for that. As you know, the progressive wing is saying, no, we're not doing that deal unless we get the full $3.5 trillion, which is really, I say it's 7 the Wall Street 4. Journal. 3. Yeah, okay. Well, it's it's more than 3.5. They're, they're not being honest about yes. that. So, and then right after that, the the press absolutely surrounds Joe Manchin, and he does a live interview for 15, 20 minutes, and he now he says, I think I could be be down for a $2.5 trillion uh, deal. Or excuse me, a $1.5 trillion, $1.5 trillion, as opposed to a $3.5, but he is on board with a $1.2, which is the bipartisan, or it was passed on a bipartisan basis, the more traditional infrastructure bill. That's kind of what he says his position is today. But the moderates, or excuse me, the progressives in the House may torpedo the $1.2 trillion deal. I mean, am I, am I sort of describing the scenario right, Congressman? You, you are describing exactly right. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm not for the $1.2 trillion. It does a lot of good stuff, and there's some good money in there. But only about half of that goes to infrastructure. If we're going to spend $1.2 million on infrastructure, it needs to go to infrastructure, yeah. uh, which is roads, bridges, you know, rail, uh, uh, dredging, those kind of things yep. of our waterways. And quite frankly, only about half of this goes. And then that other one, uh, I, I don't think either one of them is going to be able to pass the House. I hope none of my Republican colleagues will help them pass the $1.2 trillion. Uh, to, to pacify those progressives. Yeah, and that uh, I agree with you. It looks to me like that the whole deal may just crater. I mean, the, that the 1.2 may not make it because the progressives tank it in the House, and the 3.5 doesn't look like Manchin's going to get on board with that. And there's still some questions as to whether or not that could pass the House. There's some Democrats that are kind of breaking ranks on that as well. And they've got the debt ceiling to it, yeah. to, to deal with. You know, they're, they're making up stuff on that. They're saying, listen, we had to bite the bullet and pass that, and it paid for all of Trump stuff, and it paid for the first eight months of Biden stuff. Yeah. It, this is not – they're trying to say, well, we're paying for what Trump did. That's just a lie, and they know it. <laughs> um, and they, they are paying for this. three. They, they don't want to own up that they're paying for this almost $5 trillion in money they're trying to spend. Unbelievable. And that seems to be the case. And, and uh, as, as we were talking about on the show earlier, uh, Senator McConnell over in the Senate – Nancy tried to push just a raise the debt ceiling bill only over there, and he says, nah, we're not going to help you out with that, which would require 60 votes. You're going to have to dump that in the recon bill, which unfortunately can pass with just a simple majority. And then you got the parliamentarian. She's giving them some grief about some of that stuff they're trying to jam in there, too. They are, you know, and these are the same folks who uh, these I, I, I call them liberals and socialists rather than uh, Democrats and progressive. Yeah. Uh, but these are the same folks who voted against the NDAA because it was given 24 billion. OK, keeping us at the level that uh, that they say we have to to be able to defend this nation. And these are the same folks that that did that, uh, Gerard. And so um 
they're just against everything unless it is uh, has to do with spending money on climate boards. And that's not really doing anything for the environment. It's just spending money to create jobs for their friends. Yeah, I totally agree. So what do you think about the president and Pelosi? And now it seems like it's it's the talking point of the entire Democrat Party. Oh, this thing costs zero. It's paid for. It's, it's not really an expenditure. How did we get to this point? I mean, that's like my kids uh, going to college and I'm writing a check for it and them going, well, man, I'm going to college for free. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm paying for it. And the American people are paying for this. We're not sending them for free. It's, it's amazing. They just don't, they don't have the ability to tell the truth on some of this stuff and just own it. Uh, you want to spend $5 trillion yeah. that is not paid for, that is going to increase the debt and the deficit. And so on it. Yeah. The bigger concern I have beyond the money is just how this uh, allows government to invade more of the private sector, more of our lives. This $600 reporting requirement, as you know, has is, is got everybody really concerned, where you're just turning over to the government all of your, uh, your financial activity. It's, it's that that bothers me more than just the dollar amount of it. Oh, and it's, it's more than just that. I mean, that's one of them. Yeah. I just got off the uh, got off a, a virtual thing with our Mississippi bankers, I mean, 30 minutes ago, and that's what we're talking about. They want to spy on everything. Uh, they want to tax. They want to take everything from anybody who's working and give it to those who are not. I mean, they don't have any problem giving free college education to an illegal immigrant who is coming across now, but they want to take everything that anybody who works hard it's just unbelievable. It's it's so upside down. Uh, also, want to pivot a minute to this Afghanistan situation. I caught uh, some of the hearings on the Hill. I know you participate in that. I got to tell you, Congressman, I, I have serious concerns about General Milley. Uh, just being the head of the Joint Chiefs, I, I know he's a very bright man. I know he's a dedicated soldier. But, man, just the more that you take a look at where his focus is, more on all this social justice stuff instead of keeping the nation safe, it's concerns. It, it concerns me, too, and uh, and I, I had some pretty hard questions for him and some hard answers. But I, I don't want people to, to go so hard on the DOD. Remember, the decision makers and the people who are most accountable for this is Joe Biden, the commander-in-chief, and Antony Blinken, yeah. who made all the calls. They decided the troop level numbers, and we don't need to let them off the hook by giving them a scapegoat. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get to the answers on Millie and McKenzie and Secretary Austin, all those folks, but, but we don't need to take the focus off Joe Biden and Antony Blinken, who called this an extraordinary success. <laughs> they own this. The buck stops with them, and they made all these decisions that caused lives and left thousands of Americas in Afghanistan. Yeah, I agree. And, and yesterday, or the last couple of days here in them say, yeah, we told the president you need to keep at least 2,500 in the country. And then you got the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, a little bit after that saying, well, that's not exactly what, what? Hey, come on, can't we just get the truth here? And you got them contradicting with the president. We can't run the railroad that way. We cannot, and uh, and and we've gotten some of those answers. Several came out. This was all uh, once it turns into an evacuation. 
that belongs to State Department. They limited the number of troops to yeah. 650. That was less than what the generals requested and what they told them. They also told them they had to protect the embassy, you know, themselves. Although they, uh, mm. they they didn't stay in the embassy, they got out quick and were some of the first ones out. We didn't have enough people on the ground <laughs> processing the actual Americans who needed to get out. Of course. Congressman, always a pleasure talking to you, sir, and, and, and thank you for uh, fighting for the people of Mississippi in this regard. We really appreciate that. And fingers are crossed this stuff's not going to pass. Me too. Me too. And we're doing all we can to stop it. Middays with Gerard and Rhino. We'll be right back. I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust care. Feel better, faster. When you experience the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's not just a good time, it's a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Mississippi's only children's hospital to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits at Children's of Mississippi each year. Last year, over $1.4 million were raised to go toward the completion of a much-needed children's hospital expansion. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship, September 27th, through October 3rd at the Country Club of Jackson. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need: a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate. Syntec is back and better than ever at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is a premium full synthetic motor oil option at an affordable price. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec full synthetic and a MicroGuard Select filter for just $31.99. Syntec is formulated for today's engines to minimize friction, heat, and wear. Try Syntec today exclusively at O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So, the uh, there was a statement here from I believe it was Jason. Yeah, on the ceasefire text line, he says, "Bingo! It's not about Millie's woke. It's about the administration ignoring the military's recommendations and warnings." Yeah, it certainly it does appear to be that case here with respect to testimony, testimony delivered uh, by the uh, general, uh, and McKenzie, and um, Secretary Austin as well, who said, yeah, we told the president, at least the military guys did, they need to keep 2,500 troops in, and that's not what the president did. Uh, so if that, But the president still hasn't come out and said, since they've testified that I'm aware, yeah, that's the way I recalled it, I just decided not to heed their advice. I haven't heard him say that. The last thing I heard him say when questioned about it was what we played here on the show when he was interviewed by George Stephanopoulos back a few weeks ago, and he said, no, I don't recall that being discussed. And when, when he asked, George did, the president directly. So that, um, and I understand Representative Kelly saying, you know, we need to keep the pressure on the White House and, and Secretary of State Blinken, who I think is just terrible, and does terribly skirt the issues and seems to just ignore that the whole Afghanistan event was a debacle and a catastrophe. He just doesn't seem to acknowledge that. Yeah, I I agree with the Congressman Kelly on that. That does not, I think, cause me to or change my concerns about Milley and the top brass in the military, who by their their own admission are totally focused, I shouldn't say totally, but greatly focused on social justice matters and white rage. He said it. And white supremacy in the military and ordering privilege walks and all these privilege sessions and and really indoctrination. You know, I still think that's bad and, and not a good thing for our military, and it's Milley to a great extent behind it. So I'm not giving him a pass on that, but I do understand what the representative saying here that, and I have not blamed Milley or McKenzie or the Secretary of Defense Austin for the situation in Afghanistan. I've been pretty clear that Joe Biden, the buck stops with him. He's totally responsible. Agree with the representative on that. 
and and believe we need to keep the the heat on the Biden administration uh, with respect to that situation in Afghanistan. But I think we have to be aware and cognizant of what's going on in the military, and that's coming from military leaders at at lower ranks, uh, the rank and file, and then some that are teaching at West Point, the Air Force Academy, et cetera, saying, yeah, this is what I'm being required to teach. I don't think that's the best way to prepare our, our fighting forces. And I, I do think the top, the top brass is behind that. And when you've got, as we talked about yesterday, there are members of the military who are remaining anonymous, and you can choose to believe them or not, but they're saying, yeah, they, they met weekly, sometimes more than weekly, and they talked about sexual assault and sexual harassment and transgenderism and white rage in the military. That with the president, uh, the military brass did. Not about, what about Afghanistan and China and Russia and folks that want to wipe us off the face of the earth? Uh, so, again, cycles are being consumed at the highest levels of the military and government on this social woke stuff. And I think that's where we have to be concerned. By the way, um, a member of the Senate, a friend, texted and said that he believes that there are provisions in the medical marijuana bill that would prohibit a member of the legislature from having a financial interest in an entity in the, in the industry. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of that, send a couple of texts out and find out whether or not that's true. Uh, again, I want to say I remember seeing that when the drafts came out okay. late last week, but I, I couldn't confirm it in time to bring it up. And that may be the case. And that, again, I would say, kind of like you did, Rhino, that that's probably more for optics more than anything. Again, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out how they could include any sort of provisions in the legislation legislation uh, which establishes, establishes the program where it would benefit specific members of the legislature or the legislature at large. I, I, I can't Maybe I'm not creative enough to figure out what sort of clandestine plot they may have in Or did they put that language in there to allow certain legislators to vote on it that would have had to have abstained? Possible. So, but if we're going to start applying that standard and that concept, well then it seems to me like you'd have to do it across a broader spectrum of legislation, and that's incredibly complicated. And that goes beyond just the very subjective, non-definitive, pecuniary <laughs> provision that uh, Mark Formby told us about earlier. So, I don't know. What, interested to see where all that lands, and uh, I don't know that there's a lot of substance to that, but maybe we can get some answers on that and pass it on to you. That's the main thing. I don't know about privilege walks, but when we have active duty people storming the Capitol, there's a serious problem in the ranks. Call it whatever you want. That's from Jason. He says, ask any veteran who served in that area what happened is exactly what everyone knew would happen upon withdrawal. That's a lot of why we were there for 20 years. I think the, the question that uh, is still top of mind for a lot of people, Jason, is was there no way to withdraw, to exit, without losing the lives of 13 service members and all the other chaos and tumult that ensued? I think that's the question. Could it have been handled better? 
you know, it's... I think no matter how you pulled out of Afghanistan, you were going to create a a vacuum that would quickly be filled by someone like the Taliban. But you very well could have kept air superiority and enough boots on the ground to ensure a more orderly withdrawal that would have risked less lives and would have most certainly lost less lives. Yeah. It seems like most who are a lot more proficient in those matters than certainly I am argue that, make that point. And so that's where that's what it comes down to. And with respect to the privilege walks, I think it's insane to have privilege walks in the United States Air Force. I just think that's crazy. And that is, uh, to a great extent, <clears throat> part of, I think, uh, the top brass's objectives, in, in particular, Milley, who actually said, you know, that a big concern he has is white rage. He wants to know more about it. And in, in some of the woke training that's occurring at West Point, I mean, those materials have been revealed. That's just not conjecture. Yeah, I, that concerns me. It, separate that from anything else that, that is being talked about, storming the Capitol, just, just the inclusion of all that sort of social justice indoctrination and and training that divides rather than unites is, is a concern that I have with respect to the United States military. And that's it's just how I feel about it. What about insider trading? That was uh, 2012. It's been gone a long time. It's uh, completely illegal. And I know a lot of people still think that's still available. Members of Congress cannot engage in insider trading and must disclose all of their financial activity on an annual basis. I believe it's annual basis. It may be more than that. So that's really not an issue. That's on the ceasefire tax line. I appreciate the question, though. Uh, it, look, the fact is, the wealthy, the present wealthy members of Congress, most of them, we've talked about this many, many times before, uh, achieve their wealth in the private sector out, outside of uh, being a member of Congress. Now, many of them get wealthy after that because they write books and they speak and they get paid. Like Joe Biden, he got paid $13 million for speaking. The the uh, Obamas got paid an exorbitant amount of money for books. Should they be able to do that? I, I don't know. I, the free market person in me says, yeah, if somebody wants to pay them to write a book, they have the right to do so and make money off of it. Did it occur because they were elected to, in the case of Obama, to the um, presidency? Yeah, I guess that's just a benefit of that if you can win it. We'll come right back. We got a giveaway here on Midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 70% chance of rain today, partly sunny, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 68. Your finally Friday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 88. And for your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 87. 
This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple of fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Jones Sign Company would like to salute all healthcare and first responders for putting your life on the line to help so many. You are the true heroes. Johnny Jones and the crew salute you. Thank you from Jones Sign Company. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. So, 82% of you listening will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. 82% of you will note that if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter finds qualified people for your job. In fact, 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And 82% of you will remember that you can try ZipRecruiter for free. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Yes, free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Damage assessments show Hurricane Ida left $22.5 million worth of damage in her wake in Mississippi alone. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney. Probably about 68 homes that had major and uh, destroyed, uh, 57 that were major and 11 uh, destroyed. So we're, we're asking for individual assistance for those folks. They're asking for public assistance for 19 counties to help rebuild damaged infrastructure. That would include repairs to Highway 26 in Loosedale, which washed out in Ida torrential rains and led to three deaths. Democrats are hoping to pass both the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package together. Congressman Michael Guest said the results would be devastating. It would add trillions of dollars in new spending. It would raise taxes. It would raise inflation. And it would detrimentally impact our nation's economy. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. Not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. 
Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are on. Gray sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. It feels so right, it can't be wrong. Rocking and rolling all week long. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. Saturday. Welcome back, everyone. Middays on the air. What day is this? Friday Eve. Gotcha. So, a question on the ceasefire tax line from Jerry in Waynesboro. Can you please explain the repo by the feds about borrowing money overnight and giving bonds for the loan? Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into all of that right now, Jerry, but I promise you, I will. But repo is really in reverse repo. These are just um, part of what the Fed has in the way of tools at their disposal. They call it Federal Open Market uh, Committee Operations. And it's, it's a, essentially the Fed buying securities from banks when they have excess surplus uh, reserves, I should say, not surplus. But uh, so it's it's a complicated sort of deal, but it does happen overnight, and it's and it's just a way that that banks with excess surplus make that available to the Fed, <clears throat> and they get paid for that, and then the Fed makes those reserves available to other banks so they can shore up their balance sheets overnight and meet the Fed requirements. And then there's a reverse repo as well, and that's when the desk they call it a desk, the Fed desk sells securities. Uh, again, to a counterparty, and it also has an agreement to repurchase those securities. That's why they call it repo. But um, these, really, the reverse repo transactions, those are designed to reduce the supply of reserve balances in the banking system, whereas the repo uh, transactions, the straight repo transactions, are, are designed to 
um, uh, to inject money into the reserves of the banking system. So, anyhow, little kind of high-level overview of that, and it's it's kind of an amazing scenario that happens in system that just happens automatically, electronically, all overnight. It's incredible how all that works, but it's the essence of our, our banking system. Yeah, uh, Robin Hattiesburg, right. We uh, just reported on that. The mansion says his limit is $1.5 trillion, and he sent the article on that. Uh, we heard the same. He, he came down. That's on the big budget bill. Honestly, I hate to hear that. That means something's going to pass, and I wish none of it would pass. But he's given in and say, well, I'm not, I'm not into this $3.5 trillion, but I can, I'm down for $1.5 trillion. That's really kind of terrible, in my view. And I was hoping he would, he would uh, stand pat on his original position, which is, I think this is fiscal insanity. So to him, $3.5 trillion is fiscal insanity, but $1.5 trillion, well, that's just okay. <laughs> I don't know. Scott Clinton says, Speaker Pro Tem told Gallo that was in the bill. He's talking about this provision that would prohibit a, uh, a member of the legislature from having a financial interest in the medical marijuana. Yeah, I've been scanning business. through the 144-page draft bill, and I can't find it anywhere. Okay. Well, I've looked for the term legislator. I've looked for the term member. I've looked for representative. I've hmm. looked for senator. I'm now scrolling through the 64 iterations of shall not. And I'm at 52 and still hadn't found it. Okay. Well, we're going to keep working on that and to figure out what we can um, to, to make sure we get the accurate information to you it on that. It was on number 53. <laughs> An employee of the state or oh, any division, okay. agency, institution thereof okay. involved in the research, cultivation, processing, formulation, dispensing, prescribing, or administration of CBD solutions shall not be subject to prosecution. Okay, so never mind. Okay, well, I don't, yeah. Gotcha. Still they looking. have a little immunity. Yeah, so we're trying to get to the bottom of that. I don't have a problem with it, honestly. Again, and unless they're using their legislative vote, their power there, uh, to, I guess, craft and shape legislation where they would personally benefit. But, you know, you, you could argue all kinds of things would kind of cross that line. Couldn't you? I, I, I don't know. If you voted for a, a bill that would eliminate income taxes, you, that, you have a financial interest in that if you pay income taxes. Should, should you recuse yourself on that? So, that uh, what about what about the laws on the books right now that reduce sales taxes on the purchase of vehicles? Right, they have, they they are subject to a lower sales tax rate or uh, equipment and and products and services used in farming. I'm quite sure there were members of the legislature that were in that were farmers had a farming interest. I know there's some now, but you know when those laws were passed, probably had more. They benefited from that. Should they have recused themselves from those votes? That's just, again, you're going down, I think, a slippery slope of a lot of sort of complex complexities. So um, we'll see where that goes. Terry's Upholstery says, do you believe that, that, uh, that a company should be able to fire someone based on their race? And I just responded. 
I think a company should be able to terminate anyone with or without cause. That's at-will employment. That's commonly practiced. I would not fire somebody ever solely on the basis of race or gender. And I know that there are federal laws that protect against that. But what if it's a, a person who is just not performing and not really providing value to warrant their compensation? They're disruptive. I don't know. They, there are other issues with the employee. Should you not be able to fire them because they fit into one of these categories? So this is where I think government gets involved and says, I'm going to tell you who you can hire and who you can fire, and what the bases for those could be, what the justifications for those could be. Now, I understand, Terry, you don't agree with me. I, I get it. You think the government, what you're saying is you think the government should dictate to your company who you should hire and fire. That's what that's the, the counter of that. That's where I disagree with you. I don't think the government should. I think the market figures that out. You should not be able to fire someone because of their race or religion. Well what if what if they're underperforming? But you I mean so who who's to determine that? So, terminating somebody without cause, see, here's the problem. And then it's a person who says, no, you didn't terminate me for that. I was doing just fine. You terminated me because you disagree with my religion. And they go hire some unscrupulous lawyer who drags you into court and shakes you down, and you have to pay. That's how it works. Once you get drugged drug into a lawsuit, you're paying, no matter what, whether you did anything wrong or not. Right, that would be firing them for their performance. I'm saying you should be able to fire somebody without any reason whatsoever. What What if you just can't make ends meet, Terry? You can't sell enough. You can't produce enough profit. You have to let people go. See, the government never thinks about that. You just can't afford them. The, the numbers don't work. The economics don't work. Should you not be able to terminate people? That's what the government wants, I promise. That is exactly what this government wants. So once you start introducing all these except for this and this and this and this and this, then the next thing you know, you have no power, no authority over your private business. That's what I disagree with. I, I don't... I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to know or find anybody that says, that terminates a person based on any of that stuff, race, religion, sexual preference, gender. I, I've not met anybody. I'm sure there are people out there that do that, but I just don't know anybody. I have a little bit of experience in business, 39 years, 33 as an entrepreneur, dealt with countless numbers of companies in a lot of different states, public and private sector. I just don't know when that happens. But once the government says, no, you don't have the right to hire and fire for no reason, 
that that's without cause, you're stepping in a situation where they're then telling you who you're going to hire, how much you're going to pay them, and if and when you can terminate them. And that's what they want. Once you got that, your socialism. It's as simple as that. And I believe I should have the same right to determine who I want to sell my products and services to. I guess you would support then the the cake baker who objected to baking a cake, right, to a same-sex couple. We got to take a break. We'll come back. We got a giveaway. Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gluckstadt or online at bennelson.com. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Calloway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Calloway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best to in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Cowson Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, celebrates its 25th anniversary with nonstop fun and entertainment from October the 3rd through October the 10th on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, from Moss Point to Bay St. Louis. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live on Wednesday, October the 6th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Biloxi Town Green, a week of car cruising, entertainment, food, and fun. This event was recently rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today. For more info, visit cruisingthecoast.com. That's cruisingthecoast.com. It's America's largest block party with you and Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll see you there. I just love sports, and I especially love my sport, Brian. Brian is my superhero on the weekends because he is a barbecue grill master. That boy knows how to heat up some charcoal. Woo! We just love it when we smell that delicious Polk smoked sausage on the grill. Whether it's Polk's original smoked with a hint of sage, Polk's Cajun with a kick of Cajun seasoning, or Polk's garlic and green onion with, well, garlic and green onions. Tell your sport you want Polk's on his grill. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Ah, it's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Dark Shadows, Rhino's got a giveaway for us. Oh, yeah. On October 6th, legendary rock group The Beach Boys will be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, or you can stop by the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But now you got a chance to win a pair of tickets without having to pay a dime. All you got to do is be lucky number 13 to text in to the C Spire text line. That number is 601-879-4395. Be the 13th person to text in the word Rhonda. And you'll win a pair of tickets to see the Beach Boys on October 6th at the Brandon Amphitheater. And be sure you listen tomorrow for another chance to win tickets. There you go. Any speculation on the Federal Reserve? Uh, these would be the Federal Reserve presidents that seem to be taking early retirement all of a sudden. Uh, you know, I don't know that I have any speculation other than uh, Elizabeth Warren made it clear that she does not support the reappointment of uh, Fed Chairman Powell. She came out the other day on that and really just wore him out, said he'd done a terrible job. It was kind of surprising the rate at which she excoriated him uh, up there on the hill. So maybe they feel like that whomever the chairman is, uh, if in fact he he's not reappointed, Jerome Powell, that their positions would also be in jeopardy and they're ski-daddling before that happens. I mean, it's separate appointments, but they do influence. So I don't know. We'll see. Where, uh, where all that goes. But, yeah, that is something that's going on. There's questions about insider trading again. We, we already addressed that. That's been gone for a long time. Somebody said, what about Nancy Pelosi? She made all her fortune. Look, there, nobody has been more critical of Nancy Pelosi than we have. But the fact is, she didn't make her money on insider trading. She and her husband are um, independently wealthy for quite some time. And, and their, their wealth is maintained in real estate, not insider trading. That's where it comes from. Sure, when you've got that kind of wealth, you're going to make investments in equities. But 
that's not unique to her. And the conversation that sparked insider trading was the portion of the medical marijuana bill, at least the draft, the language of which that disallows the legislature from taking part in it. And I finally found the language. Okay. It's on line 1,124. <laughs> it's talking about an individual applicant for a cannabis cultivation facility or processing facility or a medical cannabis dispensary or transportation or disposal or any of those. Yeah. To apply, you cannot be a serving member of the Mississippi Senate or Mississippi House of Representatives on the date of your application. Okay. That, that's, that's a situation where you're applying to the government for something. So, you know, I, I still think that's more for optics. I, I don't know that, that, again, as a member of the legislature, that they have any sort of special advantage over people that don't, except maybe there's this concern that, well, if it's a member of the legislature applying, that we're going to grant that license to them that registration to them and approve it as opposed to someone not. I, I mean, I can see where maybe that would be a concern. You certainly would hope that those responsible, those agencies for approving those operations and registrations wouldn't wouldn't operate in that in that vein. But so but it takes the out of the question, I guess. As opposed to just a, a business that doesn't have to be authorized through all those but heck, you know what about the con laws, the certific- certificate of need laws, and members of the legislature that might have an interest or involvement somehow, some way in the healthcare industry, because it requires the, the uh, Department of Health to certify and to approve all sorts of different medical operations, even the purchase and installation of a CT scanner requires approval. I mean, I, I find it to be quite over uh, overarching involvement in the private sector, in the private health care sector. I've, I've been, no secret, I've been a staunch proponent of eliminating certificate of need laws. Uh, and I, I think those need to go. I think that interferes with the private market. So Danny Starville makes a point. He says, when a company can't make payroll or finds that someone is too expensive, the company is at fault, it's called a layoff. Firing is letting someone go based on their performance. And that's not actually the case, Danny. It's called termination. And having been involved in that from a legal perspective, that's the legal term that is used, not firing. I think that's kind of the slang term. And I I hear what you're saying. But so the problem you run into is then some unscrupulous lawyer says, well, you didn't have to lay off my client, you could have cut your pay, or you could have moved into a smaller this, that, and the other, or you could have not, I don't know, paid for lunch for a client. That That's where you get into all this stickiness convolution. Just let the market do its work. Don't force me, government. That's all I'm saying. Good discussion today. Appreciate everybody tuning in. I'll be at the Country Club of Jackson tomorrow. Rhino will be holding down the fort here. Please join us. It's going to be fun. Stay safe, and God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.